This is the Mojo, the Meaning of Life and Business podcast, where life and business intersect. Hosted by Jennifer Glass, CEO of Business Growth Strategies International and BGSI Coaching. We are dedicated to your success. Welcome to another episode of Mojo, the meaning of life and business. On the last episode, we spoke about leading with passion, but let's talk about today, about developing those leadership skills that we need in our business. There's a couple of issues that we really need to be thinking about when we look at developing those leadership skills. We know, first of all, what are some of those key leadership skills that we all need to develop and how can leaders and team members work together to create a culture of leadership within that team? So as we look at some of the key leadership skills that we need to develop, one of them is going to be communication. We've stressed this many different times that communication is really essential for any leader but it's essential also on the team to be communicating back to the leader. It isn't enough for the leader to be communicating because communication is after all a two-way street. If team members develop their communication skills, when they practice active listening, giving and receiving feedback and being clear and concise in their communication, it helps everybody in the long run in terms of what they're trying to do in their business. Try it out with your team. See if you're going to have a better opportunity to be clear in terms of your goals, in terms of the big picture, in terms of expectations, in terms of those pieces that are really going to be pushing the uh, needle a little bit further in your own business. The next area that we need to work on is problem solving. A lot of times problem solving, and if it's anything like I had with my children, it is, oh my God, the problem is way too big. I'm never going to be able to do it. I can't do it. I can't see around it. Problem solving is really essential to identify and solve the specific areas that are holding us up. And it is an essential leadership skill. Team members and leaders can develop their problem-solving skills by learning to think critically, asking questions, and brainstorming solutions. The key here is, though, is that it isn't just enough to be thinking that any idea is good or any idea is not good. It is an issue of once you do the brainstorming, it is also then to rate each of those problems or the opportunities, the solutions that you have. And the other thing also is to stop thinking about it as problems and thinking about it as a solution. If you've got the solution, you no longer have the problem. Too often as business owners or team members, we get stuck in the idea, well, I don't know how to do it, so I'm just going to let it be. But if we reframe using that little mindset shift, To say, instead of us looking at a problem, we now have a solution. We now have that opportunity 
to be moving forward. It is just a matter of finding that solution. It isn't just enough to diagnose the problem. We really need to be thinking about what the real issue is, and then it is a lot easier for us to move ahead. The next issue is decision-making. And too often, I know I personally get bogged down by this as well sometimes, is analysis paralysis by analysis. When we are overanalyzing something, we get way too deep in the weeds for us to start really seeing the forest for the trees. If we are trying to sit and look at every single option, we may get bogged down too much that we end up not moving at all. Here's a really interesting example. Many years ago, I needed to take credit cards for a particular project that I was working on. And it was before I got in the industry where I offer merchant accounts to business owners. So I didn't really know exactly what to expect. And I started talking to a whole bunch of different companies, trying to find out which one was going to be the best opportunity for me in terms of what I needed and what the price was. And ultimately I had a friend tell me who said, just pick. And if you need, go eeny, meeny, miny, mo to figure out which one you are going to work with. And that's what I did. And I learned my lesson because I didn't make a great decision when I did that. And that's why when I got in the industry, I said, I have to make it monkey proof that anybody can figure it out when they open up their account. I'm not going to hurt people by them not knowing exactly what to do. But the point here is, is that sometimes we need to stop overthinking it and we really need to think, what can we really do to start moving forward? If we can make sound decisions quickly and confidently, we're going to have a better opportunity to move forward from there. That doesn't mean that we still don't look at the risk reward ratio. We do need to do that because otherwise we're simply saying we're going to keep doing whatever we want without thinking about the long-term consequences. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is don't overthink it too much. If you have a team meeting and you give your team a day, a week, whatever time it is to come up with what that decision is going to be, or if you as the leader say, I am going to make the decision, stick with that decision, see exactly where it goes. But remember, don't quit too early, but know where you need to still draw the line and pivot in what you do. One of the things that I've spoken about before, and I've spoken about this many times before, is when you make your goals in whatever time it is, whether you do it annually, you do it quarterly, you do it monthly. And by the way, I recommend more often than just every year. You want to have multiple strategies to figure out how do you solve that particular goal? Because when you can do that, you can quickly pivot when the need arises. Because when you're making that decision on what to do, you're also making the decision 
here's the metrics that I'm going to base that decision on to know whether or not it is working. Sometimes in business, we need to move on. We cannot keep going down with the ship if it is not the right decision. So we need to be in a position to really say, okay, I see exactly where we are and I am stopping this and pivoting to that. That is extremely important in your decision-making process to be doing that. Team members can develop their decision-making skills by learning to gather all the pertinent information, weighing the options, and considering the consequences of those decisions, which then further helps leaders make better decisions when the team is giving information to the leader and they too are in a position then to start moving ahead. Here's another one that way too many of us really don't know how to do properly, and that is delegate. I know personally for me, this happened to me, and I know it's probably a lot of you too. Delegation is an issue that we don't know how to do. We think we need to do it all simply because we don't know what to do. Sometimes delegating means we just need to give what we don't have the ability to do, don't want to do, or those things that we really are not being paid to do properly to somebody else. As an example, if there is something that will cost you 10 to $20 an hour for somebody else to do, or you can do it yourself at a cost of 300, 400, 500, whatever your hourly rate is, give it to somebody else to do. If it is developing a simple graphic, and if you don't know how to do the graphics especially, give it to somebody else. Do not do it yourself and try and find videos online how to do it. Don't do it yourself. If your rate is $300 an hour and you are looking at saving $10 by not having somebody else do that graphic. Think about delegating tasks efficiently and effectively to the people that need to do it. If you have a team, give it to them to do. When I was writing my book, I started writing my very first book on different computers because I was writing it more often as I was traveling as opposed to being sitting at my desk. When I did that, in order to do it in a way that was working all over, I used an online document word processing program that allowed me to have access on my office computer as well as on my travel computer. When I needed to eventually bring it in to the version that got uploaded for the publisher, it didn't look the same. The formatting was completely messed up. I had one of my assistants go in. I had her repaginate everything, put the correct headers in, and all of those pieces. The amount of time it would have taken me to do that, instead of paying my assistant $100 to do all of those different pieces, was money well spent, well invested in doing that process because it wasn't time I was taking away from running my business. You need to think how you can delegate. Team members also can develop their delegation skills 
when they learn what tasks can be delegated, setting clear expectations, and providing regular feedback. That goes both ways. If you have somebody that is doing the work for you, you need to know what it is that they are doing as well. That doesn't mean micromanage them either, though. It means when the project is finished, I need to know. Is there something holding you up? I need to know. Is there a question, something you don't understand? I need to know. Otherwise, they are the expert in that area. Let them do it. The next area is motivation. And we need, as leaders, to motivate our team members to achieve their goals. We also need to motivate ourselves based on what we're doing. We sometimes get bogged down in the day-to-day -day activity that we, again, cannot see the forest for the trees. We need to stay motivated. We need to figure out what is it that is really going to be making that difference and how we can continue really moving forward from there. When your team members can develop their motivation skills, they learn to set goals, celebrate successes, and it provides positive reinforcement to them. Another aspect that we need to focus on is empathy. When you as a leader understand and empathize with your team members' perspective and feelings, it gives them more of a feeling that they are really part of the team and that they are really there with you. They are part of the team. They are not an employee. It is a big difference when you can empathize with their perspective and feelings because it also allows you as the leader to really start figuring out, am I doing the right thing for the company, for my team, and really ultimately for the clients? When team members develop their empathy skills by listening actively, being open-minded and trying to see things from things from other people's perspectives, it becomes much better, like I said, for everybody, not just the team. Integrity. This is a big one. Again, trust and integrity. As leaders, we need to be honest, trustworthy, and ethical. Our team members can develop their integrity skills by following their own values, their own morals, keeping their promises and doing the right thing even when it is difficult. Sometimes we run into situations where our team members don't want to necessarily do it, but we need to have a company culture of integrity in order to really be moving forward. If the company culture allows for a slipper, allows for us to not be um, focused on trust, honesty, integrity, we end up in bad positions that end up putting the company on a very slippery slope to ultimately doing something illegal. We don't want that to happen. Humility, here's another one. As a leader, you need to be humble and willing to learn from others. You cannot say, I am the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I don't care if you are a Fortune 100 CEO or if you are the person in the mailroom. Everybody needs to be humble. There's always something that we can learn. I am amazed at how often I learn from those around me. 
those ahead of me and those not. Different people have different experiences. It allows us to reshape our perspective. It allows us to learn new skills. It allows us to be growing as humans. We need that and you should too. When you as a leader and your team member work together to create a culture of leadership, you can encourage everybody to contribute in the cause. You create the environment where everyone feels comfortable sharing their ideas and their opinions. Team members should be constantly encouraged to take initiative and step up to lead when needed. Having a suggestion box is not just a nice thing in some businesses that you put something in and you say, okay, if somebody puts something in, we'll look at it every now and then. Look at it, pay attention to it, allow their ideas to be properly vetted if it can make a difference in the business. You also wanna make sure that you're giving everybody the opportunity for growth and that it is seen. When you're providing those opportunities, they can your team can learn and develop new skills. They should be encouraged to constantly take on new challenges and stretch themselves out of their comfort zones. After all, you're trying to develop your team into being leaders themselves. Ultimately, one day, you want to invest in your team because it is going to pay off huge dividends down the road. And again, we've said this many times, celebrate their successes. When a goal is reached by your team, take the time to celebrate that accomplishment. Doesn't mean that every time somebody sneezes, you need to do something. But every time that you reach a particular quota, make sure that you recognize it. It will help to create a sense of shared ownership and accomplishment, which further motivates your team members to continue striving for success. And again, when it comes down to conflict, you need to resolve it constructively. When conflict arises, leaders and teams should work together to resolve it constructively. It will help to maintain a positive and productive work environment. It is only in your benefit to make sure that that happens. So when you're developing the leadership skills and you're working together to create a culture of leadership, you and your team members can help to ensure the success of your team. It is up to you though, to take it from there and to start the process. It is my hope that as you continue moving down the road, you're going to see exactly what it is that you're looking to do and how you're looking at doing it as it relates to your own leadership and your own team's skills as you continue moving from there. On that note, this has been another episode of Mojo, The Meaning of Life and Business. And until next time, here's to your success. This has been another episode of Mojo, The Meaning of Life and Business podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review, liking us, or reaching out to us. You can contact us at bgsicoaching.com dot com and let us know what you think. Thanks so much again for listening.